G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of The Short Cameo, the show where I discuss movie news, reviews, and everything in between. On today's show, we are talking about the latest Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode, specifically episode 5, and wow-wee do we have some stuff to talk about. We're talking Sam, we're talking Bucky, we're talking Sam and Bucky together, we're talking fight scenes, we're talking Discount Steve, we're talking Julia Louise Dreyfus cameos, we're talking Flag Smashers, Zemo, Isaiah, Sharon, and a power broker, Rocky Balboa training montages, and Falcon Cap hybrid suits. Whoo! Very quickly, this is another quickfire, non-research, reactive podcast. I'm keeping things very unresearched, undetailed. I'm just giving my general thoughts about certain elements of the show I liked, less elements that I disliked. This is just a casual and fun thing again, guys. I do my research. I'm really passionate about this stuff. Not doing my research about this, but, you know, g- generally doing my research. So it's just my opinion. If you disagree, that's great. I'm rushing through this because I want to get on with the show. Best thing about movies are the discussions that they bring, as I always say. My aim is not to cause offense to anybody, but simply to have a fun, in-depth, yet casual discussion about movies. Please leave a, rev- uh, please, please leave a review or a comment if that is your want, or if you want to send me a question, you can hit, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email, or even my website. That's out of the way. Let's get talking about this episode. I said last time that wait, episode four was my favorite of the series so far. Ironically, this one is the slowest episode so far in that the least amount of happen, least amount of things happen in terms of plot development, but it is probably my favorite episode so far. It hits so, just hits these emotional levels at various points that just I was just completely engrossed with, and I had a lot of fun watching this episode. It's very slow. It takes it time ta- takes its time. It's very much the calm before the storm episode with the final episode happening next week. But uh I just. I liked it. I really like what they did with it. The interactions they had with particularly Sam and Bucky, but even the elements I'll get into with Isaiah. Um, just lots of scenes where these characters, they're just sitting down and talking, but it's so entertaining in its own way to watch, to see these guys talk about the things that they're struggling with rather than just seeing them hit people. I don't know. I I like it when a show is willing to do something like that. A show that is predominantly a fun buddy cop action show takes it says we've only got six episodes, but we're going to take our penultimate episode and we're just going to have characters talk to each other. Kind of takes a lot of balls if you think about it. And I've talked enough about that. Let's get on with it. So this show, this episode starts out. And wowee, first thing I noticed, I kind of realized for the whole series, this show loves its extreme close-ups and like blurred out shots, particularly when it's got a character like, what's his name, John Walker here at the start, sort of his mind's all over the place. Clever little camera camera tricks there to just highlight how sort of mentally all over the place he is, I like that. Um, John has his little Spider-Man villain moment <laughs> with the voices in his head. I say that I think pretty much every single Spider-Man villain that's ever made it to the big screen has had to... Literally, it's the trope. They have to have voices in their head. So I like... I don't know. I, I just enjoyed that little connection in my head. Me and my brain. 
but Sam and Bucky come in, and I just love Sam in this scene because Bucky, you can see it on his face. He just wants the shield, and he's going to do whatever it takes to get it. Sam, in his Sam-esque way, you know, he tries to talk Walker down in the way Sam does, but it's very much just a, give me my shield, bro. It's, <laughs> I don't know, I just got the impression this whole scene was very much like the kids in the playground, just, you know, boys fighting over their toys. Um, you got to give me the shield, man. No, it's mine! Uh, but I do like Walker in the last episode, obviously he killed the flag smasher dude that we didn't, we didn't care about. So it had a huge impact, but here he's, Walker is in this fight and is literally out to kill people. And he keeps, there's a couple of moments where he's almost able to sort of do his shield thwack with both Sam and Bucky at various points. Really intense action scene, which I really enjoyed. It's the only action scene for the episode. It's... I'm starting to realize, I think what these stuntmen and director are trying to do, they're trying to emanate the Russo brothers technique of hopping between close-ups and medium shots and a lot of fast cuts. And it, there's not too much shaky cam and there's obviously a lot of good stunt choreography going on, but it doesn't quite have the sure hand of the Russo brothers. So, you know, it keeps a certain authenticity and flow with these various Marvel projects. But it's not. I don't think it's quite as well done. Uh, that being said, I love when they tape Walker down and Bucky just just drops the shield next to Sam. It's like, go on then, mate. Uh, then poor Sam gets on his knees and starts wiping the shield clean with his hand. I mean, he looks absolutely terrified. There's this horribly sad music in the background. I just felt so sorry for Sam. I I said last episode. The last episode was my the best. What am I trying to say here? I've never liked Sam more than I did in the previous episode. I think I like him even more now, just with the things they do with him. Just him there trying to wipe blood off Cap Shield. It's just something beautifully poetic about it. I don't know. Uh, but let's let's talk a little bit about Discount Steve, because he's not in this episode too much, but he has a few interesting moments. He goes to his court-martial or whatever it is he's hearing, sentencing, loses all his privileges. They're sort of going for the... Bitter soldier treated poorly by his government routine, which, true, but you did inject yourself with some very illicit performance mega-enhancing substances, and you did waste a dude in front of the public eye. I'm presuming there might have been some kids present too, just because it was a public area. Yeah, so Walker's kind of completely gone off the rails now. He's, He's saying stuff like... Um, I did what I had to do. You don't understand the circumstances of it. You know, they don't they don't understand what it means to be Captain America. He's, before before he went off the rails, he there were elements of him that were very Steve-esque, but he just his mindset to it was slightly skewed. And now that's really coming to the forefront because obviously he's taken the serum now and he's good becomes great, bad becomes worse. All those slightly slightly off things about him have just risen to the surface now. He think he's... Yeah, there's not much more else to say. He's just... His mind's in the wrong place. And then the... I'm assuming this was the cameo that... I don't know who it was. It was all over the internet that this episode was supposed to be an hour long and it was going to have this big cameo. I don't remember what her character's name was. I don't know if her character's in the comics. I'm assuming she is, but she seems to be some sort of sneaky underground off the book, off the records, where the company, the government doesn't want to know exists type thing that's recruiting him to do stuff. Uh, so I assume that's setting up for future series. I hope it's not just setting up for the final episode. 
but I do like the, the legal gray area of the shield and how technically the government doesn't own it, but just sort of kept that to themselves does link up later on with the post credit scene of Walker sort of building his own Captain America shield with amazing mechanical precision because, I don't know, for a patch job in your back garden shed, it looks pretty pretty good for what he's producing with the shield. But I am glad that uh, Walker looks like he's going to have some sort of part to play in the final episode. He hasn't just been thrown out to the walls and left in the background because they spent long enough sort of setting his character up. Let's talk about the Flag Smashers. But only briefly because uh, I was a little disappointed in that the last episode, the f- particularly Carly, but just that whole Flag Smasher group got more scenes and a bit more character development there. And so I was starting to get a bit more interested in their plight and what they were about. This episode literally goes back to the formula of what the show had been where most of the focus is on Bucky, Sam, Discount Steve, even Zemo, and then you have one to maybe three scenes of the Flag Smasher group just sitting around talking about their problems. I mean, it's literally what happens in this episode. Carly's still preaching. I, I did I did laugh, though, at it when they hook up with the French guy who gives them a case full of fancy weaponry and her Aussie mate is like, oh, so we're working with criminals now? I'm like, that's, that's where you're drawing the line, man? Not when you were burning people down in a building, burning them alive. Not when you were... Not when Carly was literally just King hit Lamar to the chest last episode and took him out. No, 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 no. Making shady deals with criminals, that's... No, that's a, that's a step too far. I mean, that's... Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, let's talk about Zemo. Again, I was a little disappointed. I was like, ah, oh, I was hoping for more of him in the show just because I like him so much. I mean, if I'm being really critical, his inclusion at the start, as I said back, was a bit rushed. That whole jailbreak scene, that could have been a whole episode in itself. And then... He was really, he was great for the two or three episodes he was in, and then they just kind of dealt with him, just the Wakandians take him away. That's it. That was a little, uh, I was just, I think it was just, I just wanted, I just wanted him to be there at the end somehow. I don't know how they would have figured it. Just, I just wanted more of Zemo. I think maybe as well, that's where this show might have benefited from being even se- just seven, potentially eight episodes long. I get you don't want to drag things out, and I don't really know how it works logistically with all this stuff, but I just feel that would have allowed for some of these minor character arcs and whatever to be fleshed out a little more. Uh, but I love his final interaction with Bucky nonetheless. He almost seems to respect Bucky in his own way, he crosses his name off the book for him. He He's always been a very complicated villain because, in a sense, he's not a villain. Even in Civil War, you could completely get why he was doing what he's doing. And there was that whole argument that maybe superheroes shouldn't be allowed to just run around and do whatever they want. And we shouldn't have more of these super soldiers because it creates groups like the Flag Smashers and it brings out the worst, the best and the worst in people. Uh, so I just love that he's a complicated nemesis and it was... A little disappointing to see him just sort of get thrown to the side. Uh, I did like Bucky was able to just call in a favour with the Wakandians. I mean, they took him in, they cured him, they got him over his horrendous mind control treatment. Then he stabbed them in the back by breaking Zemo out of prison. And so the main lady, sorry, I've forgotten her name, even says to him, yeah, don't show your face in Wakanda for a while, man. He's like, oh yeah, but can I get one more favour from you? Uh, Anyway, so Sam goes to see Isaiah... And this, I was going to say this was the most heart-wrenching, it probably was the most heart-wrenching point in the episode and in the show, although I did really like Sam and Bucky's interaction a little later on. 
But Isaiah's story is just, it's so sad. And it's ex- Sam even says later on, that's exactly what he would be if he had gone through that. And yeah, that, ex- that was exactly what mindset, my mindset would be like if I was him. What I did really like, though, about this whole thing is it highlighted Sam's one of Sam's true issues with taking up the shield. I must admit, when this show started, I kind of saw it. In fact, I ignorantly only saw it as Sam just didn't think he could live up to the legacy of what Steve was, which probably, too, is a part of it. But another big part that I didn't even consider was, and it's something Steve and Bucky didn't consider, which Bucky admits later on, is the whole element of a black man taking up the role of Captain America. And that's and that's a callback to, I think I mentioned like the second episode or maybe even the first when Sam got profiled by a cop and I was like, oh, okay, that was an interesting thing to throw in there, which is really good writing because it was subtle enough that, well, at least I didn't pick up on the whole link that had with the shield and then it comes sort of comes back here. And then this conflict, a sort of conflict between Isaiah and Sam in that, they both have the same ideals, but Isaiah Sam hasn't gone through what Isaiah did. So Isaiah could have been potentially been a new cap in a different time, but he was treated so badly by his own country that he went the other way that you can go of just give, not wanting it to anything to do with this and giving up on this. But Sam hasn't reached that point yet, and he still believes in what the shield should stand for. So he even says to Isaiah, I want to understand you because I don't understand your mindset on this. And then by the end of the conversation, Isaiah says something like, no self-respecting black man would ever want to be cap, even if he was accepted. And I don't, I'm not going to get political or anything, but I was kind of thinking about the things that have been happening recently in the world. And I was just thinking, yeah, it's, it really, if I was Sam, it really would not be that easy to just take up the shield just like that and just be the next Captain America. It's, there's layers and perception and dynamics there that just make it so much more complicated than, I mean, what I otherwise thought it might have been. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's uh, get to more fun stuff. So Sam and Bucky, they get back together at Sam's place. They're, you know, fixing the boat, knocking back a few bears with the boys, flirting with their mate's sisters, just men stuff doing, yeah, a few babies with the boys. Uh, then they go out the back to play a game of catch with the shield. And I loved this little conversation they had with each other because they both helped each other out in a certain way. But it's not done in that cliched superhero movie type thing where they just give each other a speech about hope or something like that. And it's very, yeah, 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 okay, I gotta be the hero or whatever. No, these are these aren't these aren't two superheroes talking to each other. These are two got these are two just average guys who have been through a whole lot, just having a conversation, talking about the things that are troubling them and trying to help each other out. And it really strips them back to their bare layers in a sense. But it's done, it's not overdrawn, it's not over dramatic. It's just Bucky apologizes to Sam and gives the idea he now understands where Sam was coming from. And Sam just lays it all out for Bucky. You know, you got to stop living in Steve's shadow. It doesn't matter what he thought. And if you want to get out of this hole you're in, you need to do the work. And Bucky thought he was doing the right thing by trying to cross names of his list. But Sam says something like, no, 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 you weren't, you weren't amending, you were avenging. And if you actually want to feel better, you need to make these people feel better. You need to be that selfless person. Uh, and I love when he's like, there's probably at least one person in that book who, can, who you can make amends to. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I reckon there's one. I reckon there's one. 
So I'm very much looking forward to next episode uh, when my boy Mr. Nakashima comes back and has a nice sit down with Bucky. Uh, I hope they, I really hope they do that well. I, I don't know why I'm so, uh, I, I just, I just want to see something happen there, you know? Uh, quickly on the side, I'm, there's a quick thing with Sharon. I'm assuming she's the power broker because the power broker keeps getting mentioned, but we've never met them. We're into the final episode. Is it just me or is that, does it just seem that that seems to be setting it up for Sharon? Anyway, she has a call with a French person who I'm assuming is the guy that the Flag Smashers talk, talk to. So looks like the boys have got that one sorted out. Uh, but the episode wraps itself up with a classic training montage. Sam does his best Rocky Balboa impersonation. Uh, he suddenly can't catch the shield anymore. Sort of just was throwing it against the tree and then ducking under it. Uh, but quickly learns not to duck and use his hands at a boy. Uh, Anthony Mackie's double does some nice flips. Just a yeah, fun little training montage. And then there's a big tease at the end. I just... I don't know why, I just really wanted to see the suit. I wanna know what they're doing there. Is it like a Cap slash Falcon hybrid? Is it like Falcon America at your service? And maybe the selfish part of me just wanted to see the big throwdown right there with the everything coming together. I was hoping, oh, can we just not have the 10 minutes of credits and just have 10 extra minutes of the show? But look, I still really like what they did with this episode. I think they've set things up well for the final episode even though what whatever conclusion they're going to bring with the flag smasher group and whatnot i don't know if i'll be satisfied with it just because up until this point i really just haven't cared much about their plight it's mainly been the things i'm looking forward to uh sam in his new costume whatever that's going to look like using the shield and in battle really looking forward to bucky sitting down with mr nakashima Looking forward as well to seeing what they do with Discount Steve in the final episode. So those elements, I am really excited to see have their conclusions, whatever that is. Flag Smasher Group, look, I would not... I would be perfectly content if the first five to ten minutes of the final episode are... They go, Sam's in his new outfit, they take the Flag Smasher Group down, they are done, out of the way, and then you focus on Discount Steve... Sam, Bucky, and wrapping up their story arcs. I feel like that would be a good way to go about it, just given how this show has set things up so far. I don't... I think I'd be... I think I would be pretty disappointed if the whole final episode was just focused on this Flag Smasher group and Carly and doing her little preachers and just... uh, I just don't think that would be a very fulfilling end to the show. But other than that, yeah, this, this episode, much slower than the other ones. Much happier to just have characters sit down and talk to each other. I really enjoyed it. I can imagine some people wouldn't because a lot of people probably would be watching this show for that buddy cop action type element to it, which, you know, fair enough. I can completely understand. That's how, to be fair, that's how the show marketed itself. So if that's what you wanted from every episode, then fair play to you. I personally was a huge fan of them trying to delve deeper without making it cliched. Because one thing I forgot to mention is, particularly with Bucky's storyline, what what I was thinking during that that talk he has with Sam is that Bucky's character, it's there's a very fine line between making it clear that Bucky has had a horrible, tragic life without turning it into a sop story. So having these quick man-to-man conversations and the way the writing is done I think with these more sit-down emotional scenes is 
really clever that it doesn't dwell on it and that it's very matter-of-fact about it. So, yeah, I, in other words, I really enjoyed this episode. Keen to see how this show wraps up, and I think that pretty much sums it up. So, once again, guys, thanks very much for listening to me, if you are indeed listening. If you feel like you want to uh, send me a message, send me a question, leave a comment or a review, whatever you feel like, I would greatly appreciate it. It'd be great to hear from you guys, particularly if you've been enjoying this sort of shorter review type formula with, you know, focusing on one show and just doing weekly episodic podcasts, um, or if you prefer the long, more long distance uh, mar- <laughs> marathon movie reviews, because um, I've been enjoying doing this. I realize it means there's now weeks where I'm just doing the same thing over and over again, but I don't know. I just thought I'd change it up and I've been having fun with it. So anyway, let me know what you think. And I will see you next week for the final episode in our little Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. Very much looking forward to it. Bye for now. The short camera.